This is the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. Okay. Okay, recording. So today I am with Kadeem Leslie. He is a recent graduate of, is it Seton Hall University? Seton Hall University in New Jersey. And honestly, I met Kadeem uh, from, who was, was it uh, Matt? Who was, uh, who was the guy who connected us? Um, why am I blown? That's a great question. He was so funny. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, he he was an amazing guy. He he's a good connector. But um Kadeem is honestly one of the hardest workers I've met and I've been blessed to meet. Um he wrote his first book while in college and running a six-figure business. And within his book, The Full Student, he talks about how he's able to achieve straight A's and as well as run his six-figure business while still living his life. Uh, Kadeem, I, and it's funny because before me and Kadeem started this recording, we were just talking and Kadeem stopped me. He was like, hey, we probably should start the recording because me and him are just like, I don't no, know. There's a really good, good connection. Yeah, and we're able to bounce off each other and have I, a good conversation. I have my book here and yeah. you were taking notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were giving each other books and stuff. Um, but it's, it's always, we're just going to continue our conversation. Absolutely. Um, but Kadeem, I would like you to inter- give a quick introduction to the audience so they really know who you are before we start back into the conversation. Absolutely. So I am an entrepreneur. I'm an author. I am a speaker as well. I'm passionate about helping people to achieve the best life that they can live. And of course, um, if you're a student, one of the key ways is to excel in your academics and you know beyond that, to excel in your finances and then go on to really do some introspection and go on and, you know, think about what makes you happy. And instead of, you know, just living life that social media tells us to live. So that's, you know, yeah, my message when I get on stage to yeah. speak to people. And so, yeah, um, that's me. I, um, I graduated college. I will be going on to do my master's fully paid for by the university, by the way. And of course that's possible with hard work and determination and knowing the right people. So there you go. Absolutely. And just the moment I remember when me and you did our first uh, uh, Zoom meeting together and we were just meeting each other and there were some other guys I talked to and they were trying to sell me stuff and it was the most annoying thing. They're like, yeah, they were talking, having organic. And then they hit me with, uh, hey, are you trying to buy my advertisement uh, production? And then I was like, I sat down and I talked to Kadeem. I was like, okay, are you trying to sell me anything? He's like, no, <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it, we benefited so much from this. I mean, I've learned so much from you. We're able to give each other books, um, expand our knowledge. And I think it's always better to work with people. Like you said in your book, Full Student, uh, which I love to death, is like working with people, but there's a there's a certain point in the chapter star group or uh, right. yeah, uh, was you can oh, you can have too many people in your circle and then like people aren't able to work productive. Right. And then right. it's finding the right people that connect and are able to do these different things that make a really good group. And uh, Kadeem has a very good understanding of business, which I like. And there's like many things that you've done, like writing a book, which I think I honestly, and me and Kadeem were talking about this beforehand, was like, 
I swear this man has a PhD already and he's hiding ah. it or something because it was, it was honestly the words, it, there was no fluff. It was right to the point. It explained how he did it. You, the examples you gave in the book are like what I see in guys that have studied industries for 20 plus years. Right, and it was absolutely. just, it, and, it, and I honestly think it was because you've read books, you've understood, you have gotten those straight A's in college. Um, I, I'm curious, what really made you write this book? And I will tell you, just stick a pin in that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate that with, you know, the, that the book was really well written, but you also have to remember that just like you brought up in the star group, it wasn't me alone, right? I, yes. I, I, I will admit that openly because no one of us should want to feel like we are so great that we don't need other mm -hmm. people's help. I mean, you know, I, I had a team of, you know, 10, 15 people who were, you know, all contributing, of course, not to the same level I was, because yeah. of course you have to be the driver. But, you know, when you have people with different perspectives, um, different people doing different research, different fields of expertise, then you come up with something that's, that's really wonderful. I mean, okay, so look back to Facebook, right? Yeah. We all know Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. He's a genius, he's the yep. face, right? But Mark Zuckerberg obviously cannot build Facebook by himself. It's, it's just impossible. Yeah. He would have needed maybe maybe 50 hours in a day to, yeah. to do that yeah, by absolutely. himself. And he probably still wouldn't have been able to do it. And he probably still would have achieved burnout. So, you know, if you're thinking by yourself, it's probably going to be very hard. Probably would have taken me instead of two years, maybe eight years to write a book, mm -hmm. book with a team of people. I mean... <laughs> You know, you can't yeah. really do anything in this life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I was watching The Social Dilemma, which I'm guessing you've heard of the Mark Zuckerberg, how he came about <laughs> yeah. the whole movie. I was watching that last week and it, it blew my mind, honestly. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. I know he had a team, but I didn't realize that like, the really behind the scenes and how he yeah. kind of took the idea, but I mean, he made it, it ideas aren't patented. It's they didn't do it, but like, and I completely understand that, but there was a lot of right. stuff behind the scenes that I had no idea. There was like guys marketing, Work, yeah. other people mm -hmm. writing code. There was, there, there was a huge team. Right. Like you said, in star group, he kind of sit down on the right. Yeah. All that yeah. Cool. He couldn't, he was <laughs> really good at coding and that was a big thing that he was amazing at and super right. smart and bright. But he but has to pass it off. Yeah, exactly. There's to. only so much you can do with, Right. in your space and like that's why i think like within the chapter star group which i think it is amazing chapter one of my favorites in your book full student is like people having different abilities and like being able to work uh efficiently together is very important right. and then also putting into field not having too many people because then you're not if you're a leader right. you're not able to control as much uh that's right. that, that you want to um what so like, how did, how did this idea start? Like, were you just like woke up one day and were like, I need to write a book. How did this idea come about? I'm curious. So, you know, I, I usually give a traditional answer, which is that, you know, in 2019, um, life was going great. I was getting straight A's. My business hit six figures for the first time. You know, I was a peer advisor. I was helping students and they were getting better grades and they told their friends, Hey, you know, Kareem has really good advice. And their friends came to me and I thought, that you know if i could help these people then i may be able to help more but you know i was thinking recently and you know i was looking back and i've all i've actually wanted to write a book since since 2016 and i hadn't been able to write because i felt like i didn't have enough to talk about mm -hmm. and so when i realized i didn't have enough to talk about then i said okay i need to get really good at something Mm -hmm. I need to go and experience a bit more life, you know, and, you know, like people talk about that when it comes to an artist, 
you're thinking about like a singer or you know a painter or somebody they Mm -hmm. go and experience life and get that inspiration so they can pour from a cup that's full and so you know that's the idea of the full person the full student Mm -hmm. it's like i'm pouring from a full place like full of knowledge full of life Mm -hmm. full of happiness full of joy full of people around who are damn amazing yeah (laughs) and and then you can pour and so um that was the ideal time where i realized that's a good time to write that first book yeah i just reading the entire book like through in all like in i think it was a wonderful start um and i think anyone listening should definitely read it it was one of the best books i've read and i've read 50 plus books like (laughs) i i I really am not being biased because i know kadeem it's like honestly a really good book and i think it's yeah and i think it's it's even better for i think the some people might think, well, I'm not a student, so I don't need to read this. But it's like some of it does talk about classroom, yes. But right, right. overall, like Star Group, there was many chapters that, that although dealing with projects, are right. implemented into the work field as right. well. You have to do projects when you work. You got to work with people, communicate. So I think it, it's a good right. translator to work as well because I think a lot of schoolwork with projects and stuff right. is a good translator of it. You, you see, when it, when it came to the book, one of the ideas that we had, well, that I had, was that there are books written for entrepreneurs and there are books written to get like good grades and study well. Yeah. But there's no book that really combines the two. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of young men and women or, or whatever, young people who are in high school or in college and they want to start their thing. They want, they're looking for answers, but everyone is telling them, you know, focus on school. You can yep. do that later. And I'm saying, you know, you can do both. And I did both. And I am doing both. So, you know, don't feel like, you know, it's just about getting straight A's or it's, you know, you can just drop out and do business. You can do both. Yeah. And I'm teaching you in this book how to make sure that you're getting great grades with the least amount of time. So you can spend all time outside of the classroom yeah. <laughs> doing what you love. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just that's just one of the that's one of the perks of reading this book. You have to understand that it's not just about college. It's really about you understanding that, you know, you can optimize everything else that's going on. And then the chaos that business is, I mean, you're going to need energy for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think it's a really good balance between the two when you have, um, like you have accomplished very well as running a six figure business. And then as well as writing a book, all this other stuff and doing school, there was many other hobbies and you were still able to have time to hang out with friends and it was because Absolutely. of your strategies uh that Absolutely. you had and like reviewing your notes so you didn't have to study as Absolutely. much long term when it came to before and crunching to study for this exam when you were able to you know like put down your notes and be like i can i can hang out or when you're studying and you weren't stressed because you knew this information you were just reviewing it so i think that was I- a really good bit Absolutely. So I'll give you this. Uh, so I was giving a talk to a few dozen students yesterday and we were talking about discipline and, you know, students were asking, well, how do you stay motivated? Um, you know, how do you, you know, make it through the entire semester? And I had to say, well, all right, one, the goal isn't to make it through one semester. The goal is to set your life up for success. Yeah. It's not about, it's not, I'm not teaching you how to graduate. That is not the goal that I yeah. wish for anybody. Your life is bigger than graduation. So you have yeah. to understand that. And the other, the part, second part to second answer the second part to the answer that i gave was 
that motivation and the feeling of motivation is misleading. And so many people are waiting to feel good. But do you think if Michael Jordan waited to feel good, that he would have become a champion? Absolutely not. The boxer doesn't get into the ring only when they feel good. The singer yeah. doesn't get into the studio when only when they have an inspiration. That's not yep. how it works, right? It's discipline. Discipline is how you set yourself apart from anyone. You know, you know, <laughs> to, to quote, uh, who is it? Um, Gary V. F feelings. I don't know if you can curse, but <laughs> yeah, F it's your right. feelings. Yeah, you know, don't 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 listen to those feelings because those aren't the things that matter. It is discipline, making sure that you're getting up every day, doing what you're supposed to do. You know, I'm I'm not advocating not taking any breaks for like ten years, but what I'm saying is, your discipline is what matters more than seeking this motivation that you're looking for. That's a lie. It's yeah. discipline, and discipline for me allows me to then have time to talk to my friends it allows me to have time to you know to to study you know when i want to to, yep. to travel etc it allows me to have time because i'm disciplined about the things that i must do first yes so there you go. absolutely i and it's funny you mentioned gary v because actually right before we came on zoom together I was watching Gary. It's funny you say oh, that. Yeah, he's awesome. and he's awesome. he, he got a call from a 20 year old. And I think this yeah. adds with that discipline that you were talking about. And she was calling and, and she was like, I don't know. I just don't feel like uh, motivated. I don't have the feel like I see Kylie Jenner with all these millions and she's so young and she's, she's actually a billionaire now and she's like making all this money and she's like i want to be like this but i don't understand like what i need to do and then gary's like stop 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 you're getting it all wrong he said you don't understand like that's a unique circumstance her family and her mom's a really good architecture of business like built 10 years and as her child went on they had this huge audience and then when she hit the market and she had a good product she was able to sell and then get that um, customer feedback and all that stuff right. and was able to Absolutely. implement this project. It was very unique circumstance. And I think a lot of people in today, like feel right. like they're failing after college or whether it be five years and they don't understand and they lose this discipline because they don't think they're able to achieve it when it's like we talked about before we were on recording is right. like working your face off for 20 years and then it pays off. It's long-term right. game. It takes so long and it's like discipline. So one of the books I recommend um, is Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I, it's Tipping Point, and, and there's another one that he has. Um, but either that book or the other one that he has, it talks about the, the behind-the-scenes things that people don't understand. Is it... Oh, Four-hour work week? That would no, be it's a- by Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell still. But the book talks about uh, just the things that we don't see happening behind the scenes when we see cases like Kyle Jenner. For example, um, we talked about Mark Zuckerberg, but we also talked we also talked about Bill Gates last time. Mm-hmm. And Bill Gates had access to one of the first computer programs in America by the time he was in high school. So by the time he got to college, he already was an expert. Those 10,000 hours that we talk about, he was in a position to be the first of his kind, yeah. right? Now you're looking to be the next bill gates right now and he's saying well how can i be the next bill gates but the, you see the thing is that the world didn't know that computers would have been that big yeah but the school did and that was like one of maybe five high schools in the entire country so then what we have now is what do we have one of five of maybe 
a self-driving car high school or something like that. Yeah. A cryptocurrency high school, one of five. Yep. It's, but we don't know that right now. Yeah. So those are unique circumstances. But there is hope. Mm-hmm. There are millions of people who are living fantastic lives in six figures. Yeah. There are there are 18 million millionaires in the United States. And people don't realize that how common a millionaire is. Yeah. Now a billion is amazing. That's 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 different world. Yeah. A billion a billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of millionaires. Mm-hmm. 18 million millionaires, and there are tons more people in six figures that are fine. So you, instead of saying, okay, how can I be Kylie Jenner? Say, well, how can I be the next door neighbor that retired when they were 40? Yes. And you're just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You live a fantastic life. Yeah, and, and what I think people don't realize is they want to become the next Jeff Bezos is not everyone can be that. There's 7.8 yeah. billion people in the world. Not everyone absolutely. can be Jeff Bezos. So it's like absolutely. one out of a billion, like maybe like are that big. Like people know Elon Musk is like another person that people know, yeah. like Bill Gates absolutely. and people like that, like we were just talking about. It's like, these people were in unique circumstances, but I believe there was a bit of luck, but they did work their faces off. They did. There's right. a little equation, but I remember Gary Vee talking about, there's a little bit of luck. You got to know, like, like who knew that like Bill Gates didn't like know how big this thing was going to become. Right. He knew it was going to be big, but he didn't realize so, it was going to be the biggest thing. So there's a, there's a dichotomy, right? So mm-hmm. at the same time, so there are two audiences here. The audience who is lacking motivation and is like put off by, I will never be a Kylie Jenner. Okay, fine. But you can't get to six figures. Mm-hmm. And focus on that. Yes. Now for the other people who are grinding every day, this is for you. Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, they didn't know that they would have been them 20 years down the line. Yep. It was impossible when they started too, which means that what we're saying, it might not be possible for you, don't listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> they were because they were told the same thing, right? Yep. No, I'm being very serious. Yep. They were told the same thing. Yep. So there's two audiences, but understand which one you are. And if you're the one that's working to be the Jeff Bezos, then go do that. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And like you said, like I think the Millionaire Next Door is an amazing book, and it's like you right. realize how much things that you thought you knew about millionaires is nothing but not the truth. And it's like these people driving Porsches, Lamborghinis, although some can afford it within, but half of them, probably more than half do not have wealth. They are in this never ending cycle. And it's actually a fact that um, within the millionaire next door, maybe it was also the um, Mm -hmm. millionaire mind was that doctors make the one of the is like one of the highest income on working for a certain job and they actually lose the most money although they make a lot more money because they're not losing so much and yeah and there's people that are able to that make sixty thousand dollars more i mean sixty thousand a year household or maybe a hundred thousand and they're able to make more wealth than the guy next door who is driving the lamborghinis and porsches and stuff like that which just blows my mind and people spending there's so many things in the book that i think were amazing like millionaire shop at kohl's tj maxx they do not buy uh retail products they buy used cars at a really good price they search months for cars it's just there's a lot of things that blew my mind within that <laughs> That's book. That's so funny. I, okay, I'll give you a story for someone who's listening. Right, they want to joke. So I wanted a turtleneck sweater. 
<laughs> a turtleneck sweater and it cost fifty dollars. No, I had I had it in the in the 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 cart for months. I said, do I need this turtleneck sweater? I did I did research. I said, okay, there's a cheaper one, but it doesn't have the fur that I want. I went for another one. Uh, the one was just polyester. One was cotton. I had I saw a spandex one. I went to a dollar store and I was like, this doesn't work. So I got the fifty dollar turtleneck sweater. I worked for two months, and it ended up unfortunately, <laughs> it ended up fuzzing out. But like, so that that's that idea of spending so much time to buy just a turtleneck sweater. Absolutely, like yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. Because uh, I, I, you know. There are people I know who just go with and like just buy twenty dollar shoes and or yep. stuff like that. But you know, I, I much prefer having money to travel than yeah. than Absolutely. having a collection of shoes. <laughs> it, you know what? You know it's funny because I got I, the same exact thing happened to me. I got a turtleneck and it's now this. I I. I kid you not, the same exact thing happened to me. I didn't necessarily research as much, but I knew I always wanted a turtleneck just to say I had a turtleneck and to wear yeah. on occasions. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a funny retro thing. And so yeah. I was like, I really want this. It's kind of stylish. And then yeah. it, it, I threw it in the washer a couple of times and it wasn't, but like after five times, it started to get that fuzziness to it. I got Fuzzy off of Amazon and I was like, done. oh my gosh. Yeah, was terrible. it was finished. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, one thing, that is on my mind right now is in the book that I didn't know. And I was very surprised that you brought it up was the subconscious power. And I wanted to give a second to talk about that. Oh, uh, sure. So what exactly, like, I, I guess for the audience, what would you say is the subconscious and like, how would you describe it? Oh, that's powerful stuff. So, um, so the, the subconscious is a secret weapon. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. The subconscious is your secret weapon. There, all right. So the book talks about it like this, and and there are there's so much literature on this, but you really have to dive deep, and that's one of the things that I study like consistently. So it's something I've been doing for years, not just like the last two weeks, right? Yeah. Um. So and I try to break a little bit of that in the book, just so. Um, someone who was looking for it could have an introduction because someone, someone needs that information. And of yeah. course, yeah, you're one of those, right? Yeah. So um, it breaks it down like this. Or conscious memory or conscious brain power is only 5%. The other 95% is in the subconscious. Your memory, your processing power, 95%, which means that if you're not looking at your subconscious, then you're missing 95% of what's going on. Now you can maximize, you, you know, your just your will and like what you know, and like you can work on the math and you can maximize that 5%. But if you're not focusing on that 95%, then you're never going to be as effective as mm-hmm. someone who is focused on that, on growth, even if, of the 95%, they get 40% of that. Yeah. They're still better off than someone who maxed out at 5%. Just mathematically, you can understand that, yeah, right? So absolutely. what is the subconscious? The subconscious is your connection to whatever you call the universe, God, karma, energy, infinite being, whatever. And let me tell you how this works. 
I'll give you some practical examples. And there's so much we could talk about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's not enough time because there is so much literature dedicated to this. But I'll give you examples of how this works in my life. And you can understand just how cool it is, right? Yeah. So one of the things that the books talk about, what the book talks about is those aha moments. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, because I've trained my subconscious to look for that, to look for that so often, those happen to me every day. And it's not something I can work for, like muscle my will through to get solutions to the problems I'm looking for. They just come to me like while I'm driving, while I'm in the shower, while I'm out gardening or doing something in the middle of a party sometimes. A solution comes to me and I have to stop what I'm doing and write it down because that's the exact solution that I was looking for. Um, Like, it even happens like sometimes when I'm writing a book and a word that I haven't used in maybe like 10 years comes to me and like, oh, I love this word. It's exactly <laughs> the thing that, that finishes the sentence. Yeah. And like stuff like that, you can't, there's no, there's, you can't work for it. It's not something that, but it's something that you can be disciplined and train your subconscious to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And you can think of when you're training, it's like you can train your conscious mind to allow your subconscious to take over and yeah. that's the way I will, I will give it to you so there's no way um that you can solve big problems like you're talking about elon musk jeff bezos you you name it there's no way that they can solve these big problems by just their own willpower no these mm-hmm. are smart people yep but still why is it that they go on meditation retreats why is it that they read books mm-hmm. why is it that uh what's his name is it Warren Buffett? He takes a week off to think and read every year, yep, an entire yep. week. It's because of the subconscious mind. I'm, I'm telling you, this is a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's like, there's actually, well, one of the books is called the, the Secret, and it's a movie too. But it's not a secret because it's out there. It's just that not everyone is willing to receive it. But for someone who's listening that is looking for this, bam. This yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for it because it's really a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because as I was reading your book, there was the even after that chapter, it was like, aha. <laughs> I was like, right. there's a lot of those moments uh-huh. that, like, that, yeah, that all of us have every single day. Like, I was just having one the other day. So I'm currently uh, in California for an internship. I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, it's time to start to get the management underneath my feet and see how a residential is ran. And I'm doing everything underneath the sun and I'm loving it. I'm in the office and I'm selling people these very expensive apartments that I'm not used to. It's $2,000 for a one bedroom apartment. And it's for a three bedroom. It's like, 3,250 a month blows my mind. And there's so many aha moments that I've been having with this. It's like, I don't understand how this is so expensive. And then I start traveling around the area and I'm like, okay, this is in the middle of all these other popular LA isn't too far away, San Diego, all these popular places. And I'm in the middle of it. That's why this place is right. popular. And right. it's like, I was like, aha. And so I was able you to explain. Just gave it to you. Yes, right. exactly. So I was able to explain to people why, because some people would call and not from the area. They're like, this isn't LA. 
this isn't this isn't San Diego. Why is it so expensive? And I would have that aha moment. And I was like, this is actually why. And it was like that over time. And it was like, it just came to me, like, literally, like you said, it was the aha. Right. I was like, wait right. a minute. Exactly. Now I know why they're so expensive. And it makes right. sense. And, and so once you train your subconscious, it gets better. It, mm-hmm. comes, it, it becomes not just once a day or, you know, twice a day, but like all the time. time. Yeah, <laughs> and it, exactly. And it, and it accelerates you so quickly. I can't even explain it to you, but it really does put you on a fast track. And it is a super pole. I'll give you one more story. Mm-hmm. Actually happened, me to, to, happened to me today. So for the last, I've been telling my subconscious, to find me a house in Texas for like the last maybe six, seven, maybe six, seven, maybe maybe twelve weeks. Okay, <laughs> so I had to jump there, <laughs> but but um, is a, a big portion of this year. I really wanted a house in Texas, and remember, I'm in Jersey. Mm-hmm. This week, two people called me from Texas. This week, out of the blue, I have no connection to them. No one introduced them to me. They just phoned me and sent me a message. Two people called me from Texas. Wow. That is not, that is not something that I can ask for. It is just, it, you have to understand that that's what the subconscious does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it brings it to you because it's going out there. You're telling it, I need to solve this problem. I need to solve this problem consistently. I need mm-hmm. to solve this problem. Give me the answer. Give me the answer. And it says, I got you. Just give me some time. I'm working on something. I, I got yeah. you. Just give me some time. I'm working on it. Yeah. Bam. And it comes to you. Yeah. And this is how Jeff Bezos operates, Elon Musk. And this is a secret. And if you use it, it's there for you too. And everybody can have yeah. this because we're all human. Yeah, exactly. And I like how, like, like you said, it's like an introduction because as I, I was talking to my friend who did, um, uh, psychology with a focus in neuroscience. So like super smart guy, like almost got a perfect on the SAT, like was able to cruise. He was one of those people that would sit in classroom and not have to study a whole lot and then get an A, a perfect score. And I'm like, what, how are you doing this? And he explained, uh, I was like, so how does the subconscious work? And he was like, well, uh, it's a lot more complicated. And like you were saying, like, I feel like that's what a lot of people don't lot. understand. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's 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 a really good thing. And like you said, it's it's a it's a secret weapon. And sometimes people don't want to realize it's working yeah. for them when it is. But when you realize well, it we all, is I, we all have it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, not some, it's not something that you can avoid, but yeah, if you use it, mm-hmm. then it becomes wow, I can't believe there was a time where I wasn't using this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, and like you said, it's like once you know it's there and you, and better yet, when you know how to use it, like you were saying, especially in your book, it works for you. And right. like, I liked, it was interesting. You said you try to think of like a couple problems, not too many, but just a couple problems before you go to bed and let your subconscious mind think about it while you sleep. Because like you right. said, sleep is just such a big part of our life. I mean, it really right. is like a, a third of our, some people's right. lives, depending on how much you sleep. And you were, you said this and it made me, it really got me thinking and it was able to like, I've, it's crazy. I've had some dreams about like some things that like, I was like, before going to bed, I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about it. And my brain is always moving so fast. Like you, I'm like, wake up. 
I work out, I'm like moving, I'm doing stuff. There ain't sitting down. And I I think sitting down in bed, and that was one of the big tips that I got from you that I was able to really implement. And I've been thinking, because I'm writing a business plan right now, and there's constantly things I'm thinking about. I'm like, and it's in real estate, it's tiny houses. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. how am I going to run plumbing? Am I going to go off grid? Uh, Why haven't people done this? And then it's that aha moment. I'm like, okay, now I can, and and sometimes it leads you up, which I think is interesting. Like I researched a question, like, why don't people do this? And I was right. like, I thought about that while I was dreaming. Like I, it's, it's amazing. Some of the things I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, and it's, it's real. Some, yeah. It's real. And it's sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people like, sometimes it doesn't always work how people think it would, but right. it's, it's a good, you have to have a good understanding of it, but it's, it's right. very complicated. Which, you have to start. I, yeah. I, you know, this is not something I want like people to miss. You have, to, this is, this is not optional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if there's anything that you get from today's podcast, it is that that is such a big part of what you're missing if you don't already have it. Mm-hmm. That that chapter, when I say it is an entire chapter, but it really is an introduction, and entire books are written on just that chapter. Yeah. Like series of books. Oh, so yeah. it really is like there are people who just teach the contents of that chapter and how still learning yes it's it's insane so you know it's it's really something that you gotta look into so yeah yeah and something that um you know since we've been talking a lot about hard work and stuff like that but i think a really good talk um that i really liked in your book was having fun because um, like Gary oh, yeah. V I was just listening to Gary V and he was like, you know what? Some people ask me sometimes when I was, um, if I, he's like, if I could go back in time, he's like, I don't have any regrets, but like, I would tell myself, go out and have some fun. And I think that's sometimes oh, yeah. I struggled with, and it was really good that you added that in the book. Cause I think a lot of people, um, when you get to the point where you work your face off day in and day out on the weekends and you're working since you wake up, then you have to realize sometimes it's okay to enjoy life because um, I mean, yeah. tomorrow's not promised at the end of the day. We could, we, it, there's many things that can happen. I, I want you to talk about how uh, you were able to, I know this, but I want the audience to, how you were able to achieve in school to have fun. All right. So, <laughs> so I, I made everything into a game. That's, that's one of the things um, separate from like taking breaks or going out and doing something fun. I made things into a game. For example, in the classroom, um, I would be competing with people and they didn't know I was competing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, be all, they'd be halfway across the classroom and I just listen to the things they say and I'd probably go research it and say, hmm, what was wrong in what they said? <laughs> you know, uh, that's one thing, but I made it a game to just have fun in my own mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's, that's one of the things. Um, I would always try to find not always but there will be classes where you know the professor loves to feel like you know they know everything and you know they hate students that ask them questions that they have to think about and so I'd always try to be that person because it's just hilarious to me to watch a professor go uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love I love that I love that and it's not like because it's a dumb question it's because they generally have never thought of that question I yeah. make it a game to just 
every class at least once a semester, I just ask a question that just completely stumped them. And I love doing that. Um, of course, but it takes time to come up with that question because of course you don't know the information coming in. Yeah. So that's another game I would play. Um, another game I would play is um, I try to see how little I can study for tests while still getting an A. Another thing I did was to see how quickly I could write an essay and still get an A. Like this is something like I like measured and got down mm-hmm. to our science. There were times where I would have to write a five-page essay, and I would start. It was due on Monday, and I would start on Friday. I it was due for six weeks, and it's not because I was rushing. It's just that I got my system down so much that between Friday and Monday, I would spend an hour on Friday, an hour on Saturday, and an hour on Sunday. Three hours, not rushed. Just three hours. And I'd get all five pages done. And that didn't that didn't happen while I was a freshman, but yeah. I had worked on it so well yeah. that I knew if push come to shove, I could I could push it on essay. And I got A's on all of them. So I, yeah, I made I, that a game to get that, you know? It's, yeah. that's, it's fun stuff. Yeah, I, I think uh that's great. And there was one point in the book where you talked about, I forget the guy's name, but you were constantly this in this scenario you guys were actually kind of competing like who was kind of the smarter person but uh i I very much like that because it in reality when you do these games like you've been saying i think it's very important because you might have not worked as hard if there was that smart guy that you were trying to and you guys were going neck to neck you were at the end of the day you guys were challenging each other and making each other better off and i think that was i think that was a very good healthy thing and you guys were able to come together and he got in contact right with you afterwards and like um you guys were able to i mean are you guys yeah, friends became, yeah well, yeah not i wouldn't say friends he's an acquaintance yeah. yeah but um yeah we we have worked together we've we've uh, we've actually worked on a budget for the school together that's right um, as an undergraduate um yeah we ended up working together and and he respected me and i respected him and the work that he did and, and that's why you have to understand that people play their games in different ways. Yeah. Lest we forget, Microsoft gave money to Apple when they were struggling for cash. So then how much more as we as individuals should say, you know, you're my competition, mm-hmm. but I need you to remain my competition so that I can be better. Lest we forget, both of them today are trillion dollar companies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting. You just said I, cause I was just doing a, um, a discussion post cause I'm taking summer classes right now in my management class. And I had to talk about how in the past 10 years, how companies have changed. And I wrote about how, um, they've changed because they've been working together and a lot of companies are coming together and able to be more successful working together. Um, there's, there's just so many different companies. Like the example you gave, it's just like companies working together is more efficient. And it's kind of like that star group within that chapter. It's like finding these people that work together, finding that chemistry. I think, um, I just can't get over. I'm like, still starstruck by how well the button the book was written i know it wasn't just you but majority of it was you and i think that was amazing um and i want to be respectful of your uh time kadeem how much uh longer was it an hour um i believe it was we got time we got time okay i I just wanted to be i I think the people want a bit more (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i just want to be respectful of your time so i think we talked a lot about business but on the school part, I know we talk about A's and 
finally getting that accomplishment myself of making 4.0, I think it was just such Absolutely. a huge achievement. And I, and especially in COVID, it's like how you adapt and everything with it in I your book. That. I think we'll get back to adaption later. Um, but I think I wanted to ask you a question. How important do you think grades are? I, I know, because I know a 4.0 won't get you a necessarily a job at Tesla, but I, I wondered what, what do you, how important do you think grades are? So here's the deal. Um, this is a very complex question. Mm -hmm. So first, the, the answer of how important grades are, it does depend on your major, right? Yep. Um, I find it so fascinating that business students study business for four years, but never start a business. In my opinion, that's a waste of money, but I digress, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so nurses, people who are studying bio, engineers, mm -hmm. you need great grades because yep. that's what's going to get you to the next stage. Pilots, my yep. pilot better have great grades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so those absolutely. people, that, it's different for them. Yeah. But then let me talk about the entrepreneur who's listening, right? Yep. So speaking to you right now, one, if you can develop a system where even if you're not interested or, you know, it's not your focus and you want to focus on your business, if you can develop a system over here for getting great grades, then do it. Because having achieved those great grades will only make you better. Having mm -hmm. learned the lessons properly, having known more will only make you better. Right? Yep. If you can do it with the least amount of time, which is a book teaches you mm -hmm. then even the better you can focus more on your business yep that system is the same thing that you're going to carry over to your business constantly in a business you're looking for how can this become more efficient how can that become more efficient and that's what you focus on in a business owner that's why we were talking about mark zuckerberg he couldn't then code i think that maybe was before the podcast started mm -hmm. but he couldn't code while also running Facebook, he had to allow someone else to code yep. so that he could focus on how can I make this more efficient? How can we improve marketing? How can we reach more people that are not in the United States? How can we reach Gambia, Peru, you yep. know, Australia? He has to focus on those things. So it's the same thing. That system that you're going to apply, a big part of being a student is your academics. Learn a system, the same system, apply it to your business. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's very, I like how you stated that, like with, um, it depends on your situation. Cause like nurses, they have to get a certain amount of grades. Right. I mean, you're saving people's lives. You can't fail and become a nurse. Right. Like right. there's reasons there's, there's certain industries that have, you need good grades. Uh, I think that's absolutely. very important. And I like how you talked about like business. Um, and you know, some other, um, you know, I talked with my friends and we were always working like my, my roommate's a finance major and he's, he gets really good grades. And, um, another one of my friends, uh, like is in art or something, and he doesn't spend as much time on school and he's able to get good grades. And then me and my friend were having a conversation, me and my finance friend, we were like, dude, it seems like we're always working and people are always partying and having fun. We're studying our butts off. And yeah. it's like, it just blows my mind. And then we realized we sat back and saw that 
they have easier tasks and they're in a different situation. They're in school, they're doing something different. And I think major comes into play, whereas some majors are going to be harder than others. Neuroscience is going to be harder than business. I mean, so like there's, yeah, I think um, it, like you said, it depends on what you're, you're going for. But I think in business, I think it is, um, it shows you how well you are able to do in many different subjects. Cause I studied business law, I knew law. And then I studied economics. I did well right. in economics. So it's like these many different things that I think, and it's becoming a generalist, which I read in another book that I'll recommend you later, um, is very good is you, you should only become 80% good at a task. And it's also in a uh, poor, poor dad, rich dad. It's like, you right. should only become this. Well, you don't need to be the best, but if you're a generalist and you're spread out and you know how to do a lot of things, then you're able to accomplish a lot more than if you're specialized and you do one thing and you just study. And that is all you can do because yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg, he isn't the best coder. At Facebook, yeah. Yeah. But he knows all about coding than the average yeah. person. He knows way more coding yeah. than the average person. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, I, another thing was, uh, uh, did I forget that point? I think I did forget the point. Uh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, what, what was I about to say? Um, oh, it's, so the point is, um, either way, the book will teach you how to save time while getting mm-hmm. better grades. Yep. Everybody needs that. The engineering yeah. student, you yep. know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the engineering student needs more time. And it's even if you're going to use the extra time to get some more sleep, I believe that can go a long way for an engineering student. You know, as me, I, I, you know, the business owner, I use that extra time to put to my business. The nursing student, the engineering student, whatever it is, they may use that time to get some more sleep or to reconnect with some friends. That's yeah. fine too. And if you want to put that extra time to managing your business as a nursing student, that's fine too. Do all of those things with that extra time, but you have to understand that once you have this system and you master it, that system of learning translates to everything else. Just yeah, and I, I, I like that in the book too, the full student. And taught you, um, although it didn't specifically focus on you, my mind was thinking constantly, okay, Kadeem is really, you're always trying to get down a process that could be basically replicated like in school, in your career, whatever it may be, and finding this process. And like you said, you were able to work more efficiently rather than harder necessarily with your work because you knew how to work better. And I think that is like the, and what I like about this podcast and the right timing is that college is right down the road for some freshmen that don't know that are just getting into it and they're not going to understand it's but I understand now is that uh, being a senior is there's many different things I learned and I, I had to go through and I had yeah. to learn and there's definitely guidance and stuff, but I feel like you have to go through some things and everyone's different. Like you said, you got to get your own process necessarily, but not necessarily there's general processes that can be applied and then you make them unique and tailor them yourself. Right. Right. I think that was amazing within the book is just you trying to master and trying to figure out how to efficiently work. So you're able, to implement more time into social life and doing other things like playing instruments like you are a man of many talents which I like you did <laughs> everything. Right there. yeah your cello like <laughs> but in, I, I saw in your book and your schedule and like everything you did and I'm like oh my gosh that that's just amazing and you working um 
efficiently with your time, which was actually a question I had, but it was like time management, but we've already jumped into it. And yeah. uh, I, I love how, um, how, how were you in college able to effectively manage your time? Um, so that, that comes back to discipline, yeah. right? So I, let me give you a story. So my first 4.0 semester, when I was, you know, beginning to think, wow, I might be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first 4.0 semester, my first semester at, at college, right? Um, here's my list of things I was doing. I was doing ROTC, so I was in the army. So you already know I was up by 6 a.m. every morning. I was in student government, right? Which means that those meetings were actually later in the evening, like 7 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I was in the orchestra. I was in a chamber orchestra. That's, that's four. Um, I, what else was I doing? I'm getting blank here. <laughs> you do so much, you forget. <laughs> I, now I've written these things down. I started an entertainment company with some yep. friends my freshman year. Um, what else was I doing? I was in photography club. I was in Black Men of Standard. That's seven mm-hmm. things so far. And towards the end of that semester, that's when I began my real estate practice. Bam, that's eight things. Doing all these things, I got four Now you ask me, how would I be able to do that? We were running an entertainment company. I needed to be a popular person on campus. It means I yep. needed to be on campus too. So then, all right, so let's look at time. If you saw me on campus, I'd probably have my laptop. I'd be, there'd be maybe 15 people around me. We'd all be laughing. I'd have my laptop. I'd be studying. They'd maybe be doing football. I'd be studying. Mm-hmm. Why was I studying? Because I knew when I left the green, I was not doing any more schoolwork yep. with the campus green. I was not doing any more schoolwork. Why? Because I had a real estate to deal with. I had SGA to deal with. Mm-hmm. I had something else to deal with. So it's like you're using every single minute of your day with intention. It's not, hey, you want to go to lunch? And then you end up wanting to spend 30 minutes, but then you go ahead and spend three hours. No, that couldn't happen to me as a freshman because I didn't have time to make those kind of slippage mistakes no don't mistake me if i wanted to spend two hours at lunch then i would do that yeah but it had to be an intention so if i was on the green if i needed to study then i would go study if i knew that i could be around friends and study and it wasn't so serious then i would go do that yeah if i wanted to go to a party then i would go do that yeah but whatever it is it was with intention and discipline one of the things that we talked about you have to stay disciplined with your time because time, of course, is one of the most important things. Everybody Biggest assets in our life. Yeah. It does, like Absolutely. Uh, all these people that are 80 years old, they have billions of dollars, but like uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, but they will never be able, who knows, maybe Elon invents a time machine and I watch my words, but it, these guys can't get back their time. So it's Absolutely like, it, 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 it just blows my mind um, how some people spend their time. And I feel like there's a lot of people that work efficiently and then there's a decent amount that um, after, and you know what? And I, I think Gary V talks about this a lot. If you're happy with your job, you're nine to five and you come back and watch TV and you're happy with your life, then so be it. You don't have nothing to prove Absolutely. that that's, you, that's your life. You can do it. If you're happy, it's very important to be happy. And what, I don't like is when people are unhappy with their nine to five job, come home and then watch TV. It's like, and, and they can, stay there, right? Exactly. And they're the, in this puddle. Go ahead, Kadeem. Yeah. 
so the idea is this that's where the full part of full student comes mm-hmm. in right you have to understand that um i i wasn't just working as a freshman i at, at no point in my life was i just working i always had friends i always had you know things outside to do i was working on yeah i was working on school i was also working on myself i was also probably reading i was also probably working on a project trying something new yep um, probably learning a new skill. I've always been that way because full, the idea of being full is that there are multiple aspects to our lives. And I was told from a very young age that you don't want to go grow up and have everything that you ever wanted materially and then you have no one around you. Or mm-hmm. get to 40, have everything that you want in your city and realize that you've never even been to Rome. You've never even been to Australia. You've never petted an elephant. You have to do those things along the mm-hmm. journey because that's what life is about, right? Yeah. You have to do them all simultaneously. So there you go. Yeah, and that's that's what I like. I honestly just have the biggest smile every time I think about Full Student because it was, it, I can't say enough. It was, it was such a well-written book because it makes you think about not just in the student life, but like right. outside of life, having that work-life balance. Now, it right. depends on what your situation is. Again, if you want to run a business, you better be working your face off, but you got right. to know when to take off time and have you fun, have do things like that. And that's a that's a big thing that I realized. You have to enjoy the progress that you're yeah, making. Right? Exactly. Go enjoying ahead. the journey. And that's something that I came across. Um, and I, I've, been, I've been listening to Gary Vee religiously for years, and he always talks about working his face off, but then he, like um it wasn't but uh before summer i heard him say i worked my face off but you know at the same time uh, i wish i would have enjoyed things and he's like i recommend you travel and enjoy your younger life when you're unable to climb up an elephant and ride an elephant or whatever it may be it's like these things in life and then i realized when i came to california i'm working my face off but i know i have to work efficiently i'm turning my phone off putting it away and i have to do my podcast i was working on leases with my job back home i was working a 40-hour job i was reading, reading books doing all this stuff like i have so many things that i'm constantly doing business plan like i i like i can't even think of how many things but then i work super my butt off but then i'm able to enjoy California. And that was the goal. When I came here, I, I shouldn't just have to work right. and sit right. inside of an apartment the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, California. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I went to Long Beach and I and I was yeah. learning to be efficiently. Yeah. I door dashed and I was able to see around and it wasn't necessarily making oh, money, awesome. but I yeah. was able to, it was on the 4th of July. I was able to watch fireworks and deliver making like 20 bucks an hour, but it was about, I, I understand that it's not about money. It's about learning. And I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to get get my hands on. Yeah. I'm trying to get my hands on so much and understand DoorDash. Um, it, although I'm not doing customer service, I got a lot of customer service under my belt. I'm trying to work with being efficient, being fast and all this stuff, satisfying the customer, talking to the customer. And I'm advertising my podcast as well. I have a business card that I'm putting in every single one of people's food bags. So I'm doing advertising as well. So I'm working Effectively. That's a great idea. Yeah. Ooh, you should write that down. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just That's finding awesome. so many things like that I didn't realize. And I tried to sign up for Uber, but Uber had a California law that didn't allow me because I'm from Indiana. It didn't allow me to drive in, but I found DoorDash and I was able to think mm. of many things. There's three things I'm able to accomplish when I DoorDash. I listen to books. 
I'm Absolutely. able to work fast and just enjoy the outdoors of California. And then thirdly, I'm able to advertise my podcast as well with my See, business cards. That's where that is intention. That yeah, is, that is exactly. Your right. You, you understand it well. Yeah. And I, I hope somebody's getting this. this yeah, exactly. Stuff. And there's so, and that doesn't like, there's so many things not within Absolutely. podcast, DoorDash, whatever it may be. There's so many things that you don't even realize you could be doing and how efficiently you could be, whether it's, and you, you just make three, you make three times the progress. Yeah. Rather exactly. than just doing one thing. Yeah. And like, I thought of that idea. I'm like, and I have a QR code on the back. So all they have to do is scan. And then my podcast comes up and boom, they can listen to it. Um, And and it's funny because as I advertise that I was, I actually got more listeners and I've been like getting more and more And door dashing is like many things. It's not, I really don't want, it's really not about the money. It's you really don't make that much money. But but people don't understand that, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I'm able to make money, be efficient with my time, listen to books. Freaking smart thing to do. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. very smart. And, and, <laughs> it's a cool and, idea. And Kadeem, that is an aha no, moment. That. that was an I aha love, yeah. moment. <laughs> no, no, honestly, because I've never seen that before. So there, there you go. The subconscious is just there. You yeah, go exactly. You were exactly. looking for all three, and it just put it right on you on yeah. your doorstep. It, yeah, and there's there's so. And, and then I, if I were to ask you, right, did that come from you working hard, researching on the internet? No, it just Mm-mm. came to you on like, what? Why don't I just do DoorDash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just came to you and it just hit you like out of nowhere. And there's no way you could have asked for that or gone to look for it mm-hmm. because that's not, that's not how the subconscious works. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, and that's what I, I love is because a lot of things on the internet, uh, if you look up like how to make six figures, how to do this, how to do this. It's people that have been writing these journals and thousands of people have seen this and you have to come up with your own creative ways. And like you said, I didn't research this. There, there isn't a unique way to advertise advertising um, like this and making money yeah. and getting yeah. knowledge, getting information for my podcast, reading books and like all this stuff. And at the same time, I'm networking because that's another thing I'm doing networking is because on the back, I said, we love referral guests. And I had someone hit me up that lives on Long Beach Island that makes like millions of dollars. This house was huge. So it's like, the, there's so many things that no, I, I can't you're ahead of the game. Yeah. You're ahead of the game. Kadeem, no, you that's you. You put your website there. You, you start um, collecting your mailing list. Now, <laughs> yep. Honestly, if you start giving away, like you write like a maybe 30 page ebook on how to do something and then you put it in there and you give them a free ebook with that email thing, you'll start developing that mailing list. Man, that's, that's freaking smart. <laughs> yeah. I, I see. And, and, and there's so many, and like you said, with the subconscious, that's why I love like full student. It all ties in. It all comes right. together. That's, that, that's, that's why that's it's awesome. so awesome. And it's like the aha moments. When I had that moment, I'm like, after door dashing one time, I'm like, wait, I'm delivering to 15 people a night. That's 15 right. more listeners. And maybe that's one more person I could have on as a guest because podcasts right. don't grow without um, guests and then them advertising the the podcast. That's a big thing within Honestly, advertising. That's so, in, that's so interesting because I'm thinking about why don't real estate agents do that too? Yeah. If you, if you have someone like you're close to, just give them the card that you walk around with every day. And that's, 
that's yeah. freaking genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's it's in that's what I love about having a conversation with you, Kadeem, because we're able to transfer information oh, yeah, from yeah, one another. Yeah. And I yeah, love oh, yeah. these aha moments. It's um it's super nice. But um I know we've talked about that, but I wanna ask you uh one more question before I head out. I don't want to take too much of your time. I think this sure, has been a really good conversation. Oh yeah. What are some of your biggest tips for incoming freshmen or maybe people within their sophomore? So they're kind of just getting the start of college. Uh, try everything. Mm-hmm. Um, go out and try everything. Um, second, remember that you only need like two or three friends. I'm telling you this right now. Everybody else is not your friend. They're your acquaintance and that's fine. So then their opinion doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. So, all right. Um, it's perhaps the first time I'm saying this on a recording, but uh, so when I was a freshman, right, um, there were things that were doing that people would say to me, um, like I'll give you the entertainment company. I'll give you a story mm-hmm. about that. Um, so the first event that we did, um, we had people who didn't want to support us because they weren't sure if the event would go well. Mm. No. The business failed for different reasons. It's not that the business wasn't going well because it was, but the team had broken up. We had gone separate ways. But by the time that we had ended, we had grown from a hundred and something people to our biggest event was 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. But they didn't want to support the first one. We had DJs coming from Hot 97. We had the biggest college DJ in New Jersey, well, Northern New Jersey. that's how big we got. So then when you're thinking about, are those people really your friends? No. But those two, three people, even though we no longer talk, those were my friends. And I still talk to them today. They have their own businesses. They're doing their own thing. They support me. I support them. Those are my friends. And those are the people whose opinions matter. And you're, you know, your supportive family. And I say supportive because I mean that not all families support it. Yeah. But your supportive family, their opinions matter not everybody else's. So try everything. Um, you only need two friends and only their opinions matter, <laughs> two or three. Um, and use your professors, um, use your professors. Um, it's, it's more important that you make, not only network with other people, because you see that's a long-term investment because your classmates won't be successful for another 15 years, most of them. But your professors are already successful and they can put you on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Connect with your professors aggressively. Like, let make sure that they know your name in the main office. Make sure they know your name in the biology hall. Make sure that they're talking about you when you're not there. Mm-hmm. You do that, promise you the payoff. It's going to be way more than knowing 100 college students because they, they don't. They have, those, right they have those thousands <laughs> of people behind them. It, it, right. I, I loved that part in the book because I, it was like an aha moment because I was like, sometimes I didn't realize what I was doing, but freshman year I was able to achieve, although I didn't get a 4.0, I did get on Dean's list. I was able to achieve many things. And like you said in your book, it lines up with opportunities when you get right. super close there's some professor I you can't connect on a deep level with every single one of your professors but there are a couple that you can get a sense of and I um there's many professors yeah and there's many professors I've come across that have given me an opportunity example I was uh, doing uh taking my class um for my minor construction management Mm -hmm. I have a bigger opportunity coming up this school year he contacted me and said hey 
I want you to be on my team that's competing against other teams in the Midwest. So I'm representing for my college in the construction. And it's a huge opportunity because I'm going to be able to network. I'm going to be able to learn. I'm like learning so much. And it's like, because I got to know my professor on a deeper level, because I went to his office hours, there was times I went to my teacher's office hours. And because you also got the grids. Yeah. Yeah. So don't miss that part. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The good grades. And on top of that, there's sometimes there was a unique circumstance where I missed an exam. I thought it was the next day and across the board, you're not supposed to open an exam. They're supposed to fail it, but she was able to open the exam for me. And I'm very grateful for the person I won't throw under the rug, but she helped me out a lot. And it's like, cause I was able to connect with her on a deeper level. Right. Because you have that grace, right. They give you that, you know, uh, benefit of the doubt. Right. So yeah, it goes a long way. And yeah. you, you're nailing on the head that those opportunities, yeah. they, they come when you're in that circle. And people don't realize how many opportunities these teachers have and how big their network is. These teachers right. are really, really smart and they do what they love. They're super passionate they're, and they, they want to help professors. you. Professors. Yep. Professors means that they're professionals in their field. They're yep. not great teachers. No, professors, they, they suck at teaching. They're not training that. You have to understand that. Mm-hmm. but them in their field other people know them around the yeah. country like yeah it's serious stuff like you yeah. need to take advantage of yeah now, especially you know like you have some professors who are like 30s 40s but if you have a professor who's like 60 years old 70 listen to me hey hey <laughs> listen now those people very key Yes. If they have gray hair, I'm telling you, they have a lot of <laughs> sleeves up their tricks. And, and it's yeah. so, it, I, I have so many examples. I can't share all because there's so many, but like all my teachers with gray hair and it's crazy. The ones that I've connected with, they have given me a lot of opportunities. Example, one of my accounting professors, amazing at accounting. And I went to her office almost every time after our class and spent another hour with her. She knew my name. She's now on my, uh, she's on my advisor board for my business plan for that. I have to present at the end of the year of my senior year. She's on, she's on the finance and she's able to help me with finances. And it's like that opportunity never would have lied with me. If I was just a random student that she didn't know. It's like, Hey, can you, do you mind being on? She doesn't, she, she wanted to help me. And she wrote me recommendation letters, amazing opportunities with these teachers before we head out. Kadeem, I want um, two quick questions. What, book besides a full student do you recommend to the audience uh how to win friends and influence people that's my favorite book in the world and everyone should know what's inside it yep i love that i have a podcast on that book it's it's an amazing book i love i love that book if you haven't read it go read it yep absolutely (laughs) and what's your final words of wisdom um uh, be happy and make yourself happy um yeah (laughs) be happy above all else make yourself happy um money is a part of being happy and don't forget that (laughs) not all of it Uh, but it is a part right but make yourself happy yep absolutely thank you for being on kadeem uh i'll see you guys on the next podcast episode